0: um I promise this isn't going to take long, so hang in there. Y'all are doing great. This is the final stretch. It's not even the ninth inning. We're in the n- bottom of the ninth. Okay, so I just want to go over just a little bit because I think it's important as we've been going through this to be able to find um, the stuff um, that we've been talking about, where to find our policies, where do you find our posters, where do you find all that kind of stuff, because really um, need your help in this whole process because as we go through and as we're talking about that the stuff needs to be hung up and that we all need to be reminded of it and know about these things, then I wanna make sure that we all know where to find them. Plus, we've there's been questions before about where to find our other policies after you get those wonderful things and network of care about attestations, which we all love to go in and do. What happens to them after that? They don't just disappear, um, and so if we want to go back to them. So all of our policies and things end up on the G drive once they are finished and complete. I'm going to put this actually in the folder, which is why I didn't make you copies, because I want you to go to this folder um, so that you can actually um, go there. Everything is here. The manual is here. I'm actually going to go there now so you can see what it looks like. And I'm going to talk from over here, and you all probably can't see that very well. So this, um, this particular folder, again, um, I should probably have given you all at least the folder address, right? That would have been helpful. Next time, see, I'm learning as we do this training. All right. So when you go to this particular folder, this, again, is where all of our policies and procedures and all that kind of thing that we have for the department um and one of the things that carlinda has been working really hard on collecting and doing over time is the very bottom thing that we have here is a um, alphabetical policies and procedures and it lists all of our policies and procedures in alphabetical order that's where i would start for anything that you're looking for you're welcome to go through each folder and try to find it not what i would suggest but you're welcome to Um, And so if you go to the um, list there, I'll go back to the site, and I'll go back and let you write it down, I promise. I'll put that up at the very end while you're doing the test so that you'll have it. Um, If you go here, again, it shows all the different, um, different policies and procedures that we have that have been approved doesn't show all the ones that are in process these are the ones that approved and you, on this side it shows you the category that it's in you're going to want to take note of that because that's going to tell you the folder that you go back to to be able to go and look at the actual text of it so that way you can not look through all the folders which sometimes can be painful so if you scroll down here you'll see that human rights is so wonderfully special that it has its own folder. And I don't know why it wasn't called human rights. It's called the rights of clients. Um, I'm gonna hopefully change that because we're, again, clients, it's individuals. We're working on changing all of that terminology. But this tells you it's in the um, rock folder. Again, I promise I'm gonna go back to, I'm, I promise, I promise I'm gonna put the folder at the very beginning back up because and I'm gonna have this training in here because I want you to go there. I'm doing this on purpose. I should have printed the folder thing for you. But if you go here, you'll see this. It's obviously outdated. It was done in uh, 2012. The whole policy is in the revision process right now. Hopefully, will be done soon to get all of the current current things, revise the language and that kind of thing. So you'll be notified of that. But this is where you can find the information right now. The basic information is all the same, but I wanted to show you where you could find it. Um, That way you can go look at it. It does spell out more of the information as we were talking about, about consents and those processes. It has a nice little chart and things at the end if you want to look at charts. Okay, so then as um, Kevin went through, he talked about that there are a couple of documents that we're required to have in all the places, the posters um, that notify people of their basic rights. Again, it doesn't list all of the ones that are within the rights and all the specifics. Um, And then there are certain documents and things that we have to have within the individual's records. And so I wanted to show you where you can find some of those. Again, the signatures and things that you get are actually in the EHR, our fun friend, Anasazi. Um, But where you can get documents, let me show you where those are. Again, these are on the G Drive that everybody should have access to. Well, actually, this is a picture of one first, before we get there. So here, this is our human rights advocate, Ann Boots. Um, She, her phone number is here. If you go back to the places where you work, um, everybody please check, because we've had several different human rights advocates in the last little bit. And so we've had several different changes of this. And so if you go back to the different homes and offices, and things where you're working, and you happen to see that somebody else besides Ann is listed, then we need to print a new one. It's not correct. Now, you'll notice here that this just says on ours, the human rights coordinator. More than likely it's gonna either come to Carlinda or myself. Um, the reason why we don't list specific person is because if one of us happens to be out of the office, we don't want it to end up in somebody's voicemail if somebody calls. Um, so we leave it stated that way, but it's either Um, Carlinda, myself, or Brian, um, we actually have a new person who just started Rebecca, if you haven't met her. Um, But she's not going to be getting those quite yet. (laughs) Um, But um, that's the way it's listed there. So this is what the poster is. When you go back, look for that on there. If it's not there or you do not find one, which happens to be the case quite frequently um, as we go out and about, Again, not because I think that people are trying to not have them there, but I realize that we have a lot of things that happen. People get angry, things come off the walls, those kind of things. If they come off the walls when people get angry, okay, then we just can print out another one. Um, And so this is where we go to print out another one. Okay, they're in the same folder, and I'll. um, We do have them both in English and Spanish. Those are the two primary languages. We have translated it into another language before when we needed it. If we get somebody in who comes in who needs it in another language, then not a problem. We'll get it translated um, and have that information available. But these are the two most common, so that's why we've got them on the drive this way. We only post it um, in these languages. So when you offices, what do you mean by offices? Okay, good question, fair. The, what do I mean by offices? So we have these, we put these in the lobbies um, of here in the Trailview office. Um, we have them in the office in um, Shenandoah. We also have them in the office at um, Eastern Loudoun. Um, and so we have them there where the individuals come in when they're waiting for like outpatient and for psychiatric services so those are the locations you want to have them. we want to have them where they're available to where the individuals are coming in you don't have to have them posted individually in your office Um, so wherever they would be accessible to the individuals you can I have one in mine, but that's you know probably by nature of what I do So I'm not going to click on it because we just saw what the posters look like, but this is where you would find them. Um, This is where the current ones are. Um, And so then if there happens to be any updates, changes, and things like that, I know Brian typically sends out an email with it on there. I realize that we get bombarded with a lot of emails. And a lot of times when you're out providing services with the individuals, you come in and you look at your email and you think oh my gosh there's millions of emails here what am I going to do with them Um, and so sometimes on accident I'm sure it gets deleted Um, and so um, when that happens and you notice that this is where the posters are again all of it is in your d-drive human rights the other thing that's there in that human rights folder It's another link that will take you to um, the Human Rights Manual. We don't want anybody to miss it, so we put it in several places. Questions about that? Fantabulous. Okay. So the other thing that we want to make sure that we're providing for our individuals is... We have the short document that lists the basic information that we have posted everywhere. But there's obviously much more to human rights and um, the um, notice of rights and all those kind of things that we give for people. If somebody requests it, um, then I want you to know where you can go get it. Also, when they're signing the information, this is my signature can't tell um, when they're signing the information annually this is the actual information that they can take with them um, since they don't take the signature seat um, and again this is where you find it so I'm going to am going to pull this up because I don't have a picture of it on here so um, This is what this document looks like. You can see this is the one that is the most revised version because we noticed that, again, some of the language that we had was not the most person-centered language, and so we're trying to revise those as we get to them. But this is the document that you would actually give give them when you go through it. Questions about that? Again, it's in English and Spanish. If you run into situations um, where you need another language, please let us know. We can get it translated. I can't translate it. We can get it translated. Okay. So this last little section that we want to go through um, is about incident reporting. We focused on human rights, all the things that you come across if you – think that you have witnessed or seen or somebody mentions a complaint um, or any of those kind of things, it gets reported. Um, In the incident reporting system, our fun friend, IRS, um, when I first started working here, it was at the end of March. And so it was right about the time everybody was working on taxes. So everybody was like, okay, the IRS system. And I'm like, ah, the taxes. Okay. But that's not what we were talking about. So, the incident reporting, the basic premise is, when in doubt, report it. When in doubt, report. We can sort it out on our end. We can always delete it. We can always archive it. It doesn't mean everything's going to be investigated, all those kind of things. There is no harm in filling out a report. But if you don't re, don't report something, there can be consequences for the individuals there can be consequences for you. So report that's the bottom line out of all of this. Uh, so I'll tell you that. Um, we sent the new there is a new incident report team policy that we have updated that we sent out to the branch managers last week. It'll be coming out to you in an email soon from our friends at Network of Care um, to go in um, to do the attestation and so when you're looking at that one of the things that has been updated is that we realize that with a lot of people after we've done this you know done this training we're expecting and hopeful that we are gonna have more incidents and things that are reported um, because we want to be able to see what's happening and what's going on. And so we put reminders in the policy about how to navigate the IRS system and how to get around in it. And there's reminders not only for those that would be filling out reports, but also those who are looking at the reports um, and reviewing them. And you'll see this when in doubt report all the way through because that's again, the thing that I want you to walk away with this piece from. And as a reminder, this is used for all types of incidents. It includes human rights, but it's not limited to human rights. Um, And so when we started looking at this, one of the things that was the hardest to define for everyone was what constitutes an incident. Because we have a lot of different programs and we have a lot of different things that happen. So I want to talk just a minute about that. So an incident, an event, or occurrence that is an exception to standard operations, an incident may involve a person, property, or privacy violation. So again, the big part of that is that it's an exception to standard operations. So this is gonna vary from program to program because when you're dealing in emergency services, if you have somebody who is suicidal, That's kind of standard operations. If you're in a group home or you're in supervised living and you have somebody who's suicidal, not standard operations. And so those two things, in one program you're gonna report, in the other program you're not. And so this is where this gets a little bit where you have to think about what's standard versus what's not standard based upon your program. Now, there are some things that, no matter what program we're in, that we need to report um, for for all of us. So we're going to talk about some of those. OK, so the first part of this was it may involve persons. So that's in the individuals we serve. It could be staff members. If the person had been successful in tripping me, if Kevin really had kicked me. Um, all those kind of things would come through the incident reporting system. 911 um, calls. If you call 911, okay, that's not standard, I think, in any of our programs. So if you call 911, that would be something that there would be an incident report. Just because there's an incident report doesn't mean there's investigation. But it is something that we need to make sure that everyone's aware of and has the information and that we have to keep track of. And so that's what the incident reporting system is for, is for us to be able to keep track of the information and to make sure everybody's aware of what's happening. Falls, injuries, medication errors, of course death. That's not something that we need to... um, not report, um, the also acute illnesses, human rights, all the things we've been talking about, those would come here, um, vehicle accidents, if there were any injuries and that kind of thing, you're also gonna see that again under property, but you need to report all those. So again, when in doubt, report. So the other one is property. So, this could be a group home site, this could be supervised living site, this could be something that happens in an office, this could be something that happens with a vehicle that you're driving. Um, Probably vehicle accidents where there are no injuries are one of the things that don't get reported the most and then we hear about it and we're like, oh, you got to go back and it's, you know, a lot later. We do need to have an incident report on those part of again what we have to keep track of it's part of making sure that we have all the information also um, property damage Um, if somebody gets angry and gets really upset it may be part of their behavior plan and so you do exactly what you need to do as far as following the behavior plan but if they end up punching holes in the wall or tearing down the ceiling all those kind of things that can happen you need to fill out an incident report um, and make sure that that gets filled out. Fire, theft, emergency evacuations, all those kind of things need to happen. Then, um, the last one of these that goes in here is priv- privacy violations. And privacy violations, it could be like we were talking about confidentiality issues where it involves human rights. This could also be um, HIPAA related, um, any of those kind of things, again, they get reported here um, so that we can take a look at it because there's a lot of things that I realize things happen. And so we need to get them reported as quickly as possible so that we can take the mitigation and all those kind of things to hopefully avoid um, avoid having a actual big breach because there's sometimes we can take those things and as soon as you let us let me know the sooner we can start taking those things so all that gets into the reporting system are there questions about any of those I know I'm talking fast questions about that okay and again just because you report something it does not mean that there's automatically going to be an investigation some of it is just okay we know we have to record it and we move on. Some of it we have to report um, into the CRIS system. Um, that's part of what how we report certain things to the state. And just because we're reporting things to the state does not necessarily mean that there's going to be an investigation, but we need to know to make sure that we report it to the state in a timely manner. And then we'll Gather the information that we need and be able to put it in and close it out without having to do an investigation If there is an investigation that is into something then obviously you would hear from us after that and we would follow up with you But put it in when in doubt report because there is no harm in reporting But there could be consequences for you and for the individual if we don't get the information for the individual if we don't get the information.